Kina Lamed Base. That's the Osai Shafalu, authored by Abal Tosvos, Rabbeinu Baruch. And this Kina, which describes that's the Osai Shafalu, my fingers literally are lowered, my fingers are humbled, the Oshiosai Nafalu, and my foundations are crumbled. So, what exactly is the meaning of this line that my fingers are, are humbled, my fingers are lowered? If you look at the kina, it's actually a beautiful kina. It also starts to paint the picture for us of what exactly we're missing. If you've ever had one of those picture books of the Mishkan or the Beis Amigdash, and you could see the kalim with their colors and their shine. So this kina goes through the vivid images, the imagery that you were able to see that we can't see any longer. Whenever we have something that's visual, usually Chazal tell us you're able to point at it with your finger. Hashem pointed Kaviyochel with his finger to show Moshe Rabbeinu. We were all, at the moment of Kriyas Yamsuf, we were all able to Kaviyochel point our finger at Hashem to be able to see him. Again, one of the things that we have a hard time relating to is the things that we have not seen in our own lives. But Etzba Osai Shaflu says, the, the Python, that at this point, our fingers are lowered. We're no longer able to point at it and to say that I actually have seen it myself. Imagine someone who had the chance to see it and then lost that opportunity. We can imagine people who survived the horrors of the Holocaust and then had the opportunity to actually see Eretz Yisrael, to see Yerushalayim afterwards, to point at it with their finger, to say, I, I, I saw Yerushalayim after everything else that I had seen in the past. But right now we reflect. We reflect on that which we can no longer point our finger to. Because at this point, that's the Osai Shafalu.
was composed by the famous Rabbi Huda Halevi, who is perhaps most known for composing the Kuzari. And he had a famous poem about Eretz Yisrael by Yerushalayim. He was known for Libi Mizrach, the fact that his heart was always facing Yerushalayim. Although he lived in Toledo, Spain, learned in the yeshiva of the Rif, but he always had his heart on Eretz Yisrael. And so he asks, He says, Tzion, will you not check in? Will you not ask about the welfare of those of you who are imprisoned? Won't Tzion, won't Yerushalayim check in on its, its captives? And someone like Rabbi Delevi, he was able to ask, why, could, why, why can't Sion check in on us and see how we're doing? And because he was someone who was constantly checking in on Yerushalayim, checking in on Eretz Yisrael, someone who was connected. I believe that this line, is a playoff of the Pasuk in Parak Kufchaf Beis and Tehillim, which is telling us that we should be checking in on Yerushalayim. And how often do we do that? How often are we more prioritizing where we are in our own Daladamos 
thinking about whatever our individual struggle is, or maybe it's our individual successes, whatever it may be. Like Yosef Atzadik, curling our hair in Golas and forgetting that there's someone mourning for us very far away. So now Rabbi Levi, he asks Sion to inquire about us. What's fascinating is that, and this is brought down in the art scroll, that in the Kuzari, which was composed by Rabbi Levi, so he describes how the Khazar taunted the Bnei Yisrael for their insincere lip service that they pay to Yerushalayim. The fact that they won't leave behind their own materialism, they won't leave the Gullus because they have everything they need, and yet they talk about Yerushalayim all the time. We have points in our davening where we can meditate on this. Like we mentioned the things that we're no longer able to see. Yeah, we say, that we want our eyes to be able to see it. We describe the avoda in our davening. We describe it in Mosaf. We describe it on Yom Kippur. And how beautiful it must have been to be able to see the Kohen Gadol coming out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, something that we can't see anymore. To be able to bring the Karbanos that we're not able to bring anymore. The question we have to ask ourselves is if our hearts are in the East as well. If we are hoping that Sion will be Sishali Lishlama Sirayach, we should hope that Shalo Shalom Yishlaim Yishlao Havayach, that just like we want your Shalim to be looking after us to see how we're doing, so how often are we meditating on it? How often are we yearning that we should be able to go back, that we should be able to see how your Shalim is doing? Zion, I'm <laughs> 
An appropriate follow-up, Kinam Em Aleph. Kinam Em Aleph was composed by the Maharami Rodenberg in Paris in the 1200s. And compare this to the previous Kino. You who are consumed by fire, please seek out the welfare of those who are mourning you. This was written in response to the burning of the Gemara in France. The Maharam saw it happen himself. The destruction of Teresh and it brings to memory other similar tsaros, where there was burning of a Sefer Torah, which we mourn on Shavasar Batamas, Apostomos Harasha. We said Narzei Alavonon earlier, or Rabbi Hanani ben Shadion, whose body was wrapped in a Sefer Torah and he was burnt alive. Titus Harasha Hamarusha literally carried a zona into the base of Migdash, sprawled out a Sefer Torah, and engaged in the act on top of the Sefer Torah, a direct attack against kol echad ve'echad Israel. Each one of us is a Sefer Torah. And if Hashem could allow that the Torah would be disgraced with such bizyonos, Mistama must mean that we weren't taking care of it. If Moshe Rabbeinu could throw down the luchos on Shavasra Batamas, it must mean that we weren't the ones protecting it. If a Sefer Torah could be Nisraf before our very eyes. Obviously it represents even deeper, it's a, it's a heinous attack against the Derech Torah. And we have to ask ourselves, if Hashem could do such a thing to a Sefer Torah, why is it any better that it happened to a Sefer Torah and not to us? 
every Akedah that should have been, why is it better that it happened to a Ram and not to Yitzchak Avinu? Every carbon that the Ramban says really should be us. Why is it better that it happened to the carbon and it didn't happen to us? The fact that Hashem took out his anger on sticks and stones, as the Medrash Tehillim says, and Tehillim, I and Tess, why is it any better that Hashem took it out on the base of Megdash instead of taking it out on us? We saw earlier and we see time and time again that sometimes Hashem will take it out on something else other than us. He'll tell Avram Avinu, stop, don't slaughter your son. And then sometimes Hashem gives the Satan the go-ahead. And sometimes, sometimes it's a 19-year-old boy from Tinek and Meron. Sometimes it's an 18-year-old girl. More recently, an 8th grader, a 14-year-old boy in Eretz Yisrael who was just putting tefillin on someone. He gets hit by a car and is killed on the spot. Why is it any better that it's them and not us? Why couldn't it have been any one of us in this room? Why better that Hashem takes a safer Torah? Why better that Hashem let a Shas be burned, let the Rambam be burnt in public? That Hashem takes both Gedolim and Katanim from us? The recurring image in this Kino is Aish. We find several references to Aish. Everything is about fire. And as human Sifrei Torah, each and every one of us is an Aish. We are all a fire. And the Torah tells us, that when the Shechina was with us in Golas, when we were in our Golas in Mitzrayim, that the bush wouldn't be burnt out. I've heard quoted, I've forgotten in whose name, but I heard it from one of my Rebbeim, Rabbi Rosner, that the Hasne might be the origin for the Yiddish term Enikol. The fact that we have grandchildren, great-grandchildren, people who are able, who are able to, to, to live up to our legacies when we're gone, that, that represents perhaps the tikva, the hope that we have being an Aish. We know that because the Sefer Torah is compared to Aish, halacha lemaisa, you don't have to go to a mikvah before you start learning Torah. That is because the Torah, although a Sefer Torah, a shas can be burnt, it's impervious. It's impervious to the burns. It lives on forever. And our readiness, the same readiness that so many of our people were able to have that readiness before their lives were taken with Shema Yisrael on their lips, Kedoshim in the times of the Holocaust as we're about to talk about soon, that they were able to do that, that readiness the readiness of Hanania, Zarya, Mishal to go into the fire themselves, the readiness of Avram Avinu, the readiness that so many people have had, the readiness that my sister had to go on the day that Hashem called her, that readiness has to come from a place of our understanding that it could have been any single one of us, and why would it not have been better why would, why would it not have been equally appropriate? Our Eish Kodesh burns forever.